back into on Sportsmanlike Conduct, the podcast where we talk and you listen. I'm your host, Cullen Logson. You can follow me at Twitter at Cullen underscore Logson. To my right, Andy McDonald. Andy, how are we doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. On my, on my left, we got Dylan. Dylan, what's yeah. up, man? Yeah, we're doing good today. Uh, coming off coming off a little cold, but we're, we're good now. That's right. That's we're ready, right. To, ready to do a podcast, so let's you're, go. You're a warrior. You always push through. Oh, yeah. And guys, yeah. where can the viewers and listeners follow you on Twitter? They can uh, follow me at, at Andy underscore McDonald 23. Uh, my tweets are my opinions, just to let you guys know. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes they're wrong. Only sometimes, though. <laughs> and retweets aren't endorsements, correct? Yes, okay, yes, good. yes. Yeah, so you got to make sure you sure. say uh, retweets and are if endorsements. You, if you want to retweet anything of mine, it's copyrighted. You have to, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, get you the, have to make sure you uh, <laughs> at me or something, right? Uh, it's at Dylan underscore Getz. It's G-O-E-T-Z for all you people who... Uh, don't know how to spell gets. I mean, you will you will know one day when I'm so it's, so it's rich no longer famous, La you know, Dylan so. Ball. <laughs> La oh Dylan no, Ball. it's no longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like two weeks. Of that, uh, uh, I, I got something to show you guys. Oh actually. no, oh, oh no, don't tell. No, for the listeners that can't see, Dylan is wearing a UCLA shirt, but the UCLA logo. Now it says ball don't lie. Oh, no. instead of UCLA Golden Bruins, it says ball don't ball lie. Ball don't lie, lie baby. Oh, no comment. For people who don't know, LeVar well, Ball, dad, a father of former fresh, UCLA yeah. stud, Lonzo Ball, they have their own like family brand called oh, like, yeah. the Big Ballers brand or whatever. Big Baller brand. And, That's uh, next. That's the next thing I'm getting. One of <laughs> oh, them True Baller snapbacks or something. <laughs> and while the whole world hates LeVar Ball, Dylan is like number, the number one fanboy and pretty much considers him his fourth son. So just, just so everybody knows. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, <laughs> We'll get into LeVar Ball a little later. Actually, I'm saving him for the end of the show. Oh, yeah. I, I, bet, I, bet I have you an are. opinion about him. But uh, anyway, today we're going to talk about some NCAA tournament basketball. We got the championship tonight, North Carolina Gonzaga. I'll talk to you guys about your thoughts and get your predictions for the game. We'll recap how the tournament's been so far. Been an exciting, exciting year, just yeah. like always. Never uh-huh. disappoints. And uh, maybe get into some other stuff as well. First of all, you guys, last week we left off. Michigan was going into the Sweet 16 game against Oregon. We all picked them to win that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, mine might have been a little over the top considering all the, uh, the 30 for 30 music and all that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. They beat Kansas, too. They went and lost to Oregon. Um, Derek Wallen had a shot at the buzzer. Did not quite get it. Tough game. They didn't shoot very well, but they stayed in it. Guys, uh, your thoughts on that? I guess just uh, first off, I I think uh, I was – I don't know. You guys watched that three-point shooting competition. Um, yeah. It had yeah, all the seniors in it and everything else. Yeah. Walton was in that. Uh, one of the broadcasters said that, um, well, I bet Walton won't win it because he's not guarded. Yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess that's the same thing you could say about that shot that he missed because everything about it looked good. It, it was, was open. It was the step back that he's done so many times, mm-hmm. and he was wide open, and he just came up short. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just how it is. I mean, you look at where Oregon was, I mean, the Final Four and everything, making it that far. Kansas really came out and laid an egg. I don't know if they could have beat anybody that night with the way they played. Yeah. It was yeah. shocking to me. I think that was the most shocking game to me, actually, of the Elite Eight. I, I expected Kansas to win that game kind of yep. easily, and they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really makes you wonder where Michigan could end up going this season if that shot falls. So it's <laughs> exactly. it's uh, it's it's a little rough to take if you're a Michigan fan. But, I mean, end of the day, it, Sweet 16 was a hell of a run. They had a hell of a run. Um Oh, yeah. I mean, th- this team's in good shape moving forward to the future. If you would ask me, middle of the season, I, the whole story was when was Michigan ever going to get over Michigan State? When were they ever even going to be able to rebuild to be back on that kind of a level where they could play in the tournament? And I think they showed right now that they can be back in that level by right. the run they made this March. So I think, well, the biggest reason to me why they why they lost that game actually was because they're because they're big men and 
<laughs> yeah, I know they're your boys, but Wilson and Wagner. <laughs> Wilson and Wilson Wagner. wasn't horrible. Wagner well, was really Wilson, bad. I think Wilson yeah, had like 12 game. points or something. Because he but, made uh, a bunch of threes. Yeah, Wagner, it was just a terrible game for him. And he played bad. Just overall, it was just uh, not good from the from the big guys, which we kind of figured they were going to dominate this game since I had that huge size advantage. I mean, both of them are, what, like 6'11"? Yeah, And Oregon's yeah. tallest guy was like 6'8", or 6'7", six, 6'8". Eight on their something like that, yeah. Know, starting five, but anyway, we we figured they were gonna you know go off. But Walton and Irvin did all they could as seniors. I think they both had around twenty points. Played I know, both. I know yeah. Walton had like eight assists or something. So both of them, both of them didn't you know what was expected of them as seniors in a big game. It just wasn't enough because they didn't have a lot of help from the other guys. You know, yeah. that's the truth. To be yeah. to be fair to Wagner and Wilson, I don't think anyone realized quite how good Jordan Bell was. Oh, yeah. That dude's a beast. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that, he even he yeah. gave Kenny Meeks a run for his money. He blocked a bunch of shots in that game too. <coughs> if it wasn't for his non-box out late in that game, they might have won. Yeah. But he, he got too cocky and started walking towards the rebound and costing the game. That was yeah. but that guy was a beast, and he played great defense on that. But Wagner was way off; couldn't make a shot, couldn't even dribble. Like every time he dribbled, he lost it. Mm-hmm. Wilson couldn't get, couldn't get anything going down low, and off the bench, they really didn't get anything either. There was no. nothing from Rockman. Walton was off most of the game. He seemed Irvin had to really carry them most of the game, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until Walton came on late, and then they just didn't have enough left in the tank. And, and that was the craziest stat that I saw from Michigan's basketball season, like at the end of it. Um, they played this year with players that played more than, like, you know, two minutes per game or actually played in games. They played seven players this year, and they were completely injury-free. The only two that came off the bench were Donnell and uh, Robinson that played major minutes. Yeah. Yes, Xavier Simpson came in and played during games regularly, but he didn't play more than like five minutes a game. Right. So, I mean, you, if I saw that stat and I was just, I was just amazed that you know, after all the injury problems these guys have had in the past bunch of years, they were able to get through that way. But no, I yeah, definitely Wagner and Wilson didn't didn't play good enough in that game. Um, Wilson, yeah, he hit a bunch of threes early. And he he was the difference because why well, can't think of who he was guarding? Dylan Brooks, he was guarding him for majority of the game. When he was in the game beginning, Brooks was silent. It was all Dorsey that was beating mm-hmm. Michigan the entire oh, yeah. game. It wasn't Brooks, and that that was the difference. And when he picked up those fouls early and had to come out, whenever he would come out of the game, Michigan found themselves in trouble because they didn't have that same kind of defender on. Duncan Robinson, they put on him. And yeah, I yeah, yeah. Why. Oh my he gosh, anything. I can't yeah. tell you. That's why they lost. <laughs> they put Robinson on Dorsey and Brooks. Kept switching uh, back and forth. I was like, he yeah. can't cover any of them. I, I well, can't. Tyler Dorsey, he's like, you know, one of the guys of the whole tournament. Like, he came into the tournament averaging like 12 points a game, and he shot yeah. up to like 25. And we talked about him tournament. before the game. We said, yeah, Brooks is their guy, but watch out for yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey. And Dorsey's really been, was their best player the whole tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. for Not, sure. Brooks really didn't do anything that, that, yeah. no, that often. Yeah. He didn't have a huge It was Dorsey that carried them. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many times I saw Duncan Robinson get his ankles broken. Seriously, he's an adequate defender. He can do the job against certain players, but when it comes to like star players like that, he just doesn't no, doesn't match slow. up the same. It's, it's why he's not a starter at, at the level they're at. He can play at the level they're at, but he can't start. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, they, just, they needed more out of their big – I think Dylan hit the nail on the head there. They – they needed more out of their other players than just Walton and Irvin because those two gave it everything they had. They just, I mean, the other day didn't have enough. And I, and I really think what enough people or not enough people were talking about that screwed Michigan up in this game was that zone that Oregon was running. Oh, yeah. Whatever it was, it had Michigan off balance the entire first half. 
coming in the game, I can't tell you how many times CBS announcers ever kept talking about Michigan only turns the ball over this many times. Yeah. First half they had nine turnovers, <laughs> so that that right that there. Was ugly. I mean, that's not that's not Michigan basketball. No. And in the zone they ran it looked like it was like a, almost like a four one. It was like four guys out around the perimeter and one guy underneath. It was like it was like they were all really tightly wound up, but they would just move to the ball so well, and it confused Michigan. They didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. They they looked sloppy on offense the first half. Kind kind of figured it out in the second half, like towards the end of the game, but it was it was too late at that point. Yeah, what made that all work was just their defensive like rotation. Every time Michigan mm-hmm. would try to go around them, they would all just scoot right right over and you know get right on the ball, and it was just like Michigan didn't couldn't do anything about it really. It was just uh, I know Rockman didn't really. I don't even think he no that, he might have had like two points. No, or he was something. very quiet. Robinson that game, hit a couple shots. Him. All the younger, like, not the not the Rockman's younger, but all the you know guys that don't have as much games. For instance, Walton Nervin, they were the ones that struggled with it, and that's what yeah. that's what cost Michigan. I mean, you gotta be able to adjust to that zone earlier if you want to win that game, yeah. and they didn't. So I mean, that's that's what cost them at the end of the day. I mean, I think if they do, you know, play that zone better, then it's not you know we're not talking about this right mm-hmm. now. I think I think Michigan yeah. has a better result. So. I mean, well, and they had a bunch of wide-open shots, too. They just couldn't make. I, yeah, swear, I swear Wagner was wide open every time and couldn't make a three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think they had one offensive rebound the entire game either. No, and Oregon no, didn't have all any, the And the big thing was Oregon, <laughs> Michigan was great defensive rebounding yeah. until the last two minutes when they allowed three offensive rebounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they lost. That they were up them. three. Yep. They allowed yep. a couple of free throws, and both went up for layups. <coughs> That's what lost in the game. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, remember, like they Michigan came all the way it. back, took the lead under five minutes, held it, and like under two minutes is when Oregon got it back. For sure, and, that, and that's, that's it. Seemed when, like they had it because they had all the momentum. You know, Walt gave his little point to his hand when he hit that step back with oh, his yeah. time, and then Dorsey did the same thing when he hit it in the other end, and that was just like vintage guard playing against guard. But that at the end of the game, that shot we haven't talked about yet. Um, Oregon only had four fouls, mm. so they could have fouled one more time. They could have yeah. fouled, and there was only three seconds, and that shot wasn't supposed to happen. The one that Walton got, they, yeah, they said after the game, like that wasn't the plan. They were gonna foul him one more time, but that move was so good that Walton made that gave him so much space that I mean there was no one there to follow him he's wide open so he just took the shot and right after the game when Walton had his hands on his head um and was just standing there the camera cut it off but they I I went back and saw things later where Dorsey's kind of because he was the one that was defending him ran up and like grabbed him and was talking to him Mm -hmm. after the game they asked Walton what he said to him Walton kept he, he said that Dorsey just kept like repeating to him like you beat me bro you beat me and like he yeah. hugged him and stuff. He was like just saying like you know they, he said it numerous times in that post game interview. It's like he was stunned that he missed the shot right. at the same time as they won. And Dorsey just kept saying after the game, "We're just lucky he missed, man. We're just lucky he missed." Coach said the same exact thing. He never misses those. No, I know. I mean, that was his look. That and people were saying. I, I saw so many tweets that like hero ball and whatever else. I'm like, I would take that <sighs> shot every time. What that hero shot ball, went down what so hero ball they only needed two, though. You know, like, true, maybe true, he could have gotten true. a better shot if he drove. Maybe, like, he could have. He could have. Uh, I'm I saying, I yeah. happen, what so I'm I saying, I want him to drive because even if they try to follow you, Derek won't smart enough when they go for that. He'll throw it up and get the two shots. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's smart enough. But right. it's not hero ball for Michigan basketball the last, as long as Beeline's been there, it's been one guy dribbles up at the, like, half court line for, like, 10 seconds, and then he waits for it to hit four, and then he just goes up and takes a three. I just. And it's normally Zach Irvin. Yeah, that's been the hero ball thing. That wasn't hero ball because he caught the inbound, instantly ran up court, and got a good look as time expired. Dude, how many times have we seen it since the Big Ten tournament? Step back jumper over Derek Walton goes. Yeah, in yeah to win exactly. a game. I mean, I, I'm I'm just saying he hit like, all the big. He was he, he was like Chauncey Billups. But yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? And wide that, open look like that. It's not like it was contested. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, and he he normally makes.
makes those, but he was tired and he left it a little bit short. You can say you want about the drive, but if he drives and then they follow him on the floor and slap his hand, that's the fifth foul. Then you got to inbound again to three seconds yeah. left. Yeah. Then, then, that's why the step back was so perfect. He did that on purpose so he could get that shot open and, and they wouldn't have to inbound again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's just mm-hmm. him thinking ahead, if you're asking me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they didn't say, I haven't like heard anything yeah. like he said that or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, step back jumper, Derek Wald. I'm taking that all day. Left I mean, just, just short. Yeah, he just left it short. It's just what it. I mean, you know what, what sucks? I feel like buzzer beaters and like game winning field goals and stuff always happen against Michigan sports. <laughs> I feel like we've never had like never the big had. buzzer beater <laughs> the last second. Never at least in recent memory for I mean, Michigan. Besides yeah. Trey Burke, it's really the only one that I can besides you know, Burke, think yeah. of with yeah. anything like Even that. Even that technically yeah. wasn't a buzzer. Yeah, beater. it wasn't it even was like a five seconds left in Kansas. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Michigan really doesn't get a lot of those. No. Yeah. It's always against them though. It's for sure. What do you got there? What's the update? Um, oh, Cowboys grant permission uh, for to- to speak with Tony Romo or something. Oh, Lord, more Tony drama with Tony no, Romo. Tony Romo. You know, I want to get in the middle Biggest of Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. But uh, He might yeah. be worse than color. <laughs> yeah, seriously, who knows okay. where that's going. But. Okay, so Michigan's out. Obviously, State lost early in the tournament. First of all, before we, before we flash to next season for those two teams, let's finish up this season. We have the last game tonight, a great championship game. North Carolina Tar Heels, Gonzaga Bulldogs, both number one seeds. One team's been here a million times. One team, it's their first ever time getting here. Mm-hmm. Yep. One team's great on defense. One team has the electric offense and rebounding. It seems like Clash of the Titans in this game. It's almost mm-hmm. like um, Goliath and, you know, it's, it's David underdog. David and Goliath. David, yeah, and, David Goliath and Goliath type Goliath, of story, yeah. but it's really not because both teams are very evenly matched. Yeah. Who do you guys got in this game? It's, I want to predict a score it's prediction. It's so hard because these are obviously the two best teams in the country. I'm pretty Well, yeah, both of them are number one seeds. And both of them can play in and out. Both of them have, you know, elite front courts <laughs> and elite back courts. Like Joel Berry and what's his name, the, Justin the transfer. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nigel Williams, Goss. Oh, he's just, Goss. Yeah. Yeah, just both elite point guards. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be a matchup to watch. I, I'm pretty sure Nigel's got that one because he's so much better on defense. And, and Joel uh, Berry's, both, uh, but they're both kind of banged up. Yeah, Barry's you know banged up with those those injuries on his ankles. So, but Goss I has mean, injury too. Knows, yeah. Goss has one too. I'm not sure what it is, but, but it's um, just as serious. Yeah, Goss has a definitely has a uh, size advantage yep. against Barry because I'm pretty sure Barry's like only like six foot, but he can uh, he can light up. I know, I remember watching him against Duke earlier this season in the one game they took against Duke, and he just took over that game with his just lights out shooting. So yeah, uh, if he's able to do something like that, like it's. Uh, it's easy for me to see that UNC will have the advantage in the backcourt, but, I mean, who knows? This is really just a, a toss-up. Um, North Carolina's big men are more experienced. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Hicks and Meeks are both seniors, but Zags have two freshmen and a senior in uh, Karnowski. Yeah. Karnowski didn't play in the tournament last year because, like in the whole tournament last year, because of injury. Uh-huh. So, I mean, Meeks and Hicks are probably the more uh, experienced guys, but, I mean, who knows? They got uh, the Zags got Karnowski and Collins, who are both seven footers, and they're both just beasts. Like Colin, Collins definitely has a big future in the NBA for him. Who knows about Karnowski, but it's definitely going to be a toss up. Um, oh. prediction and score. Oh, prediction and score. <laughs> Man, this is a this is a hard one because it could really go either way. Like it could be a hard hard play defensive game, but I could see you know um, Gonzaga scoring right with North Carolina. I'm gonna say, oh, it's so hard, but I'm, not, I'm gonna take North Carolina just because they've been there before. They have the experience. And I, uh, Roy Williams, this is like his sixth finals game, I think that he's coached. So, Something I mean, like that, he yeah. he knows he knows what to do. I'm sure he'll have his team prepared. But um, I'm gonna take them. 
Uh, 74-71. Okay. Yeah, what do you think? Who's the player of the game? Player of the game, Justin Jackson. If North Carolina is going to win, Justin Jackson has to just go off. I mean, he's a leader, and he's a baller straight up. He can shoot. He can shoot. He's completely, like, reformed his game after that last season. And now he can shoot from the perimeter. He's just... He's a he's a winner, and uh, he'll he'll need to bring his game if they plan on winning tonight. Right. Andy, um, you know I I I look at this matchup and you think North Carolina up team's been there before Gonzaga hasn't. Yes, Gonzaga. Okay, I go back through Gonzaga's season and you look at some of the wins that they have, and they beat teams like Florida early in the season, Iowa State, and Arizona, who are all pretty quality opponents. Um, I guess you could put Washington, Tennessee, maybe in there too. Not that good, but teams that are quality. But then the rest of the season, they kind of play nobody. It's like a lot of n- not really good competition. And then you look at their run here. They had to beat South Dakota State, Northwestern, who, I okay, I know they're they're good, but they're not that good. Yeah. And they had to play West Virginia, who was probably the best team that they've played in this whole run. Z- I, okay, Xavier made a run. Obviously, were better than people thought they were, still an 11 seed. Mm-hmm. And then they had to play against South Carolina, a, a team that seed. probably, once again, had no business being right. in the Final Four but was there. They, yeah. they, they proved they could be a Final Four team this year with how many teams they competed with. I don't know how good Gonzaga really is because they haven't had the tough – they've had the easiest run. I think if you look at any oh, yeah, of sure. the teams and yeah. any of the sides, they've had the easiest run to get to where they're at right now. Aren't they a mid-major school, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's one thing. You know, it's easy to take that away from them. You know? Yeah, you yeah. you look at that and you wonder how good is this team? Like, are they actually that good? Can they be a North Carolina? Um, I I think they will. I think this will be a good game no matter what. I don't think that North Carolina pulls away by a lot. I think Gonzaga is going to play with a lot of pride. Be right there with them, but I can't go against North Carolina. I can't go against uh, a, a historic program like this losing back-to-back years when they get there. I, I just don't see it. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of players in North Carolina's team that has been in this situation before. Um, I, I just think that they get the job done. If I had to pick a final score, I'd say usually national championship games run up a little bit, so I think it'd probably be like 81 to like 75, something like that. If it doesn't come down to a buzzer beater, you know North Carolina pulls away free throws the end like most basketball games end. So, yeah, I got, I got North Carolina winning the night. Uh <laughs> player of the game i'd probably say barry i think barry's gonna make big plays tonight um maybe maybe not necessarily all on offense but i think he's gonna make some big plays on defense too a couple steals something that yeah, gets the team um, going something about barry I mean, since he is struggling with a little bit of injury his last game he was like two for 14 yeah and that's something we've never seen from him over yeah this exactly, whole season. Right. so i don't expect him to have another the warrior bad game. type mentality yeah well i don't expect him to uh take another L in another game so uh, we'll we'll see. I think I think he bounced back and played good tonight. But yeah, I I I like I want to say that Gonzaga could do it. I just I just I can't, I couldn't see North Carolina losing back-to-back games but then against March. Yeah. My tournament's probably like the 30th percentile my bracket. So, you know, I I know <laughs> oh, yeah. that I'm talking about. But. I think um if if Gonzaga does win, they're definitely going to have to you know, find a way to slow down Justin Jackson because he's, you know, the obvious uh star for NC but mm-hmm. if they if they get like a good game from Jet or what's his name Zach <laughs> Zach Collins and they play like they have been you know all, all year I think they they do have a pretty good chance of winning this game I mean um NC didn't play very good against Oregon but they still came out with the win. Like they missed four straight free throws. That's the most North Carolina luckily, way. Luckily, yeah, luckily, guys, yeah, two yeah, rebounds. Yeah, best, best rebounding team in the nation, yep. as you can see. But uh, 
we'll see. They're going to have to slow down Justin Jackson if they do plan to win, though. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing. He's a complete scorer in the college no, basketball sure. game. I've been going back and forth on this for the last couple days because on one hand, you have the team that plays great defense, <coughs> and the other, te- the other team, the very experienced team, the great rebounding team, probably the more athletic team. But I think Gonzaga probably has more chemistry. It just seems North Carolina has more superstars on their mm-hmm. team. Two great coaches going at it. But Mark Few's never been here before. Mm-hmm. Roy, Roy Williams is one of the masters here. He's been mm-hmm. here so many times. This would be his third national title for North Carolina. I mean, I keep going back and forth on it, but at the end of the day, I just can't see North Carolina losing. Exactly. It's, it's, so, just, it's hard. so hard for me to see him losing. But on the other hand, I could see Gonzaga winning. Without question. So that's why it's such a toss-up. But for right now, I'm pulling for Gonzaga. I really want Gonzaga, but I think North Carolina will win it in the end. Yeah. It'll probably be another big rebound, another big shot by Barry or Jackson. We'll get it done for them. It's going to be close. I'm thinking the Tar Heels, and I'm thinking Kenny Meeks will be the player uh, player of the yeah, game. I think he'll get a bunch of offensive rebounds. <laughs> He's more athletic than Karnowski, so he'll find yeah. a way to get around him. We were talking about that earlier just before the just before the podcast yeah. started about how Karnowski versus Meeks. That's it's a great be, matchup. Oh, that's going like to be one to watch. I mean, country. 600 huge. pounds worth of great college basketball yeah, yeah. centers. Those like, are the kind of centers well, you want it, You want like Michigan to finally have. Yeah, Michigan like a, a big guy like big that. Big dude, yeah. you know, like not only not only tall, but wide. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that would be fun to watch. Guys. He has some so record it. for like minutes or games played or something like that for the like the most ever really? ever college player. I forgot what it I'm is. I'm not sure. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I saw huh. it Meeks? the other day. Um, no, what's his name? Karnowski. Karnowski. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's Biggest I, college basketball player ever. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Biggest most, lumberjack most ever <laughs> touched the court. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Gonzaga could be kind of like a, a Villanova last year too. That's that's why I think they'll go away. Not to say that they're like the same team, but they're both not from as big of a conference, and they um, have the same kind of like experience factor because that's what played in the last mm-hmm. year. You know, I I like I last year I watched the tournament and followed it really closely mm-hmm. too, and um, because I covered some of it for the paper I worked for at the time, and I just kind of didn't take uh, seniority and anything like that into effect, and that's kind of what I broke it down to at the end of the game was, you know, that, that big play from, I forget the name of uh, Villanova's point guard, but he made that pass <laughs> instead of taking the final shot. Yeah, it was Archie Diacono. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. The, the weird last name, yeah. the one that I can never yeah. pronounce. Um, yeah, he, he made a big play and made a pass. That's, that's the kind of stuff that I think Gonzaga does in this game, too, to, like, hang around and be right there till the finish. That, that's what I'm saying. This game's going to come down to the final minute, and if it oh, doesn't, yeah. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, if Gonzaga is, wants to win, they have to shoot lights out. And they have the ability. Yeah. They're a great three-point yeah, shooting team I, on the rod. I, I read they have to be on because mm, Oregon really yeah. wasn't, but yet Oregon was still in that game because yeah. North oh, yeah. Carolina shot like crap. Yep. So I read something Gonzaga earlier that said the, like, the top seven guys in Gonzaga's ro- rotation shoots like 36% or better from behind the yeah, three-point they can all line. shoot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they, they definitely have the ability, but uh, we'll see if they can do it in a – you know, a game at this level. It'd be awesome yeah. to see such a small school who doesn't even have a football program right, win the exactly. national championship. I mean, yeah. that's what you love about March. It's the yeah. underdog. Like that. Same with Villanova. Yeah. They don't have like, like a football that. team really yeah. either. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what's crazy about it. So we'll see. We'll uh, we'll talk more about this next week. Quickly, we'll get into, um, we don't have a lot of time for Michigan, Michigan State. Talk about next year. I just want to get some early thoughts. Yeah. State, obviously, is probably going to be the favorite in the Big Ten next year. Whether mm-hmm. or not they bring back Miles Bridges, um, Michigan still going to be one of the favorites with all they bring back. What are your guys' thoughts on them, at least for right now? Uh, definitely expecting uh, Miles Bridges to declare for the draft. Yeah, well. yeah, for sure. I'd I mean, if he if he slips out of the top ten, I would probably never watch a basketball game in my life. <laughs> Seriously, it, like it, like he's got the talent. He's yeah, a superstar in the there. making. Um, so I don't think they're going to bring him back, but they definitely have a lot of guys returning. A lot of guys that got a lot of time in their freshman year. So uh, they'll be. 
They'll be a team to look out for next year. They're definitely not going to be as bad as they were this year. Some breaking news really quick. The Detroit Tigers opener has been officially rained out, and they will play tomorrow, Tuesday, at 2.10 p.m. Oh. So great start to the season. Already a rain yeah. out opening day. Oh, Thanks, White out. Sox. Oh, that's awesome. North yeah. to be north side of Chicago. It's probably not raining. Just saying. South side <laughs> is always the rainy side. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cubs, uh, on, on Michigan side, I think, I think they're definitely going to be contenders. I mean, you got Wagner and um, what's his name coming back? Uh, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. DJ. Mm-hmm. So um, they're they're definitely going to get a lot better. I think they're going to get you know even more play time than they mm-hmm. got this year. So. They're going to be the ones to watch next year for sure. What do you think, Andy? Um, I mean, yeah, Michigan State, they're my favorite right now. I'd pick them to win the Big Ten next year. Um, I I see with no matter even if Bridges leaves or not, I think they have enough coming back. Izzo works those guys for a whole summer. I think he makes a nice bounce back season next year. Definitely no way I see him finishing the way they were this year, which in my opinion wasn't even an NCAA tournament team, but they got there. Um, but definitely next year they're going to be a, a team to – that'll be in the top three. If they're not in the top three in the Big Ten, I'd be shocked. Because like I said, we were talking about before we started this, um, Wisconsin and Purdue are both losing almost all their players from, like, the team that they had this past year, you know, where they're losing a lot of their big guys. You know, Caleb Swanigan's going to be gone. Koenig will be gone for Wisconsin. Uh, Nigel Hayes, all that. Um, leaving. So it's it's going to be, I think, up there for Michigan and Michigan State, both the taking. I take Michigan State to win it. I just think Michigan losing, it didn't seem like it was going to be as big of a deal, but then again, I didn't think Michigan would even be competing at a level next year for a championship, right. um, but they will be probably, and I just I just think losing Walton is going to hurt them a lot. That guy played a lot of big minutes at point guard, obviously, and with the way that he finished the season, it's like you wish that you would have seen that when he was a sophomore, and they probably yeah. could have been so much better, but... Um, he's gone now, and I just I, – I mean, I know the other guy from Kentucky coming in and everything, and they still have Simpson who, who could get better over the summer. But I just don't see a – I just don't see enough on their on their front court up there to be able to – or back court, my bad um, – to be able to, you know, compete and actually win the Big Ten. They'll compete for it, but not win it, I don't think. Yeah. So I disagree with you. I think Simpson is going to be a stud. I think he'll be better than Derek Wallen eventually. And the reason you didn't see that from Wallen his sophomore year is because of injuries. He yeah. missed almost his entire sophomore year big portion of his junior year and that's why well yeah so that was a big portion of injuries is simpson's been healthy he showed a lot of really good signs at the end of this year already is a elite passer elite defender this shooting will come for him because he's a kid who scored like 60 points a game in ohio yeah that went to high school so offense will come for him and he's already learned a lot from Derek walton i think the kid uh charles matthews from kentucky is going to be the x factor for yes. this team next year he's gonna be better <laughs> than zach irvin i think right off the bat yeah. i watch you watch his highlights at kentucky already an elite slasher an elite athlete overall he's gonna be great um, the kid Jordan Poole they got coming in, and Isaiah Livers, two awesome studs they got coming in for the freshman class. And I think the the big thing is, obviously, uh, Wagner and Wilson come back for the front court, but Teske and Davis, the guys that are actually traditional centers, mm-hmm. coming up next year and getting big, uh, some tr- uh, big-time playing time. Davis, they said, was the best rebounder on the team already. He just wasn't – he didn't pick up the yeah. offense fast enough. So I think next year they're going to be a team to watch out for. Right. But I think State probably has to be the favorite. Even if Bridges goes, just because you have Nick Ward coming back, who's a stud. Yeah, Langford, Winston, Tom Tom, Gavin Chilly comes back. That Jaron Jackson kid they come in is really good. And they could get Brian Bowen, another yeah, five-star. Oh, my gosh. So um, that team's going to be loaded next year. You know they're going to take that next step in development. But I think both teams have a bright future. If I had to pick one for the early Big Ten championship right now, I got. I, I'm thinking Michigan. I'm thinking Michigan is gonna win the Big Ten championship next year. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking they're going. I'm thinking they're winning the Big Ten championship. They're gonna beat State in the Big Ten tournament. 
And um, go blue. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. You, you knew that video was coming at some point. It'll never yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll never die. Oh gosh. Yeah, but no. On a, on a serious note. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, state probably will be in the Big Ten next year. I was just messing there, but it will. It'll be fun to watch. So um, to wrap up, guys, studying done really quick. So for my stud, I got Justin Jackson because I'm uh, taking him to go off tonight. Kind of, you know, going ahead. Even though well, the podcast is going to come out after the game's already done. So I'm so I'm taking Justin mm-hmm. Jackson. Kind of. Uh, prediction and oh. for my dud, Pistons for most likely missing mm. the playoffs. Man, have they had a mm. terrible end of the season? It was just garbage. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely could agree with that. The Pistons have been terrible. I, I watched the uh, Sports Center almost every night this week, and every time they seem to be the uh, highlight of the yeah the absolute yeah. loss to the end. Um, if I had to pick a stud right now, I would uh, I would probably have to. Geez, I didn't even think about this, but if I had to pick a stud, I guess I would pick South Carolina just for making it as far as they did. Um, that's a team that early in the season uh, didn't have any potential to get there, and they made it there for the first time. They're the absolute Cinderella, I think, of the uh, tournament. And you know, kudos to them. Good job getting there. Um, if I had to pick a dud, I would probably say Oregon for the rebounding because I mean, even if they don't make that shot at the end of the game, you get four missed free throws out yeah. of those guys, and you can't get a rebound, finish the game. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know that I, I was listening to it in the radio, and I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't believe they kept messing up like that. So that's my dud. Oregon, learn how to rebound. I know yeah, you it's the try best. to box out. That's exactly yeah, I put a body on them. I know it's the best rebound team in the country, but still, man, it's a free throw. You, you gave gotta, it to you, them. You gotta get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> my stud right now is um actually the CMU women's lacrosse team because hey. for three straight weeks Ooh. they have won our athlete of the week, and we don't know how. So <laughs> I have no idea how they keep doing this. So kudos to them. You're my uh, you're my stud this this week. My dud is Dylan's boy Lavar Ball. Oh please! Because you know I respect him. I think he's a really nice guy. Obviously loves his kid and believes in them. So I really respect that. I just think he's almost putting too much pressure and he's bringing too much unwanted attention to Lonzo. Man. And now, well now you know what Lonzo before everyone knew who Lavar Lavar Ball was a month ago. Everyone knew who Lonzo was, but now you just associate him with Lavar Ball automatically. Yeah. And so I go, Lonzo, you're on. We can think about his dad. Let the kid forge out his own name and his own destiny. I know, but like when, when they go on those talk shows, like did you watch any of them mm-hmm. when they went on together? Like it's always Lavar talking all his smack, talking all yeah. his stuff, and then Lonzo's over here looking like the more mature guy. Like so you're saying, such, his dad he, looking like such an idiot helps his son look better. I mean. I'm just not saying, necessarily. People think of Lonzo, but, they just think of his loudmouth father. I don't, think, I don't think anybody has problems with Lonzo not being mature enough. No, it's nothing about him. It's just he's bringing. There's a bunch of unwanted attention around him. Right. Now is what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. But, I mean, he shrugs it off every time people ask. So. He's, he he loves his dad. And he's respectful. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he yeah. knows his. I appreciate. He's probably it. been like that his whole life. He's probably a little part of him. Probably sick of it though. He's a, he's <laughs> a dad that gets thrown out yeah. of the soccer game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's all we got this week on a sportsman like conduct. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more.
Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Thank you.